All right. Let's have Sunday school together. You know, the importance of the Bible. Turn to Psalm chapter 25. Psalm chapter 25. We're talking about all the great things that you learn in God's Word. And I know if you, if you listen to preaching and teaching a lot, it really mounts up and you just hope you can retain a little of it. All right? But what I want you to do, what I'm trying to say here is we're going to learn how to appeal to God in, in one particular fashion this morning. How to appeal to His memory to get Him to remember you in the right way to benefit yourself the, the most. All right? So what I'm asking you to do is become a person to God. And a lot of times people don't think God is a person. They think He's a God. They don't see Him as an actually a person that they can know. He is, we're made in His image. We're made just like Him. And He wants to know you. He wants you to know Him. That's why He sent His Son. He wants you to know Him intimately. He wants you to know Him very well. And so become a person to Him. You know, I've heard stories. I don't live this way, thank God. My wife's pretty personable. I don't live with a person that's not a person, no personality, no life. She lets me know when I'm, no, I'm joking. We, we interact well together, you know, and do that. You need to learn to do that with the Lord. If you want life to be good, if you want life to be fruitful, if you want it to be meaningful, learn how to do that. So let's read some verses here in Psalm chapter 25. And I'm just going to try to encourage you to become a little bit better at communicating with God as, uh, as it pertains to you. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy path, uh, thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. I really like how that is written. So we're talking communicating with God. And at the end of class, we'll take prayer requests. How to dwell with Him. How to dwell before Him. How to acknowledge His presence. How to live in His presence. Because He's very interested and involved in our life. The Bible says it's Him with whom we have to do. And so all throughout the, the chapter here, there's a theme of being taught, teaching, teaching, all right? Now, it's found all, if you look in verse 4, he said, Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy path. So number one, we're going to ask God, please teach me thy path so I can follow thee. Jesus said to his disciples, follow me. Everywhere he went, follow me. Well, he's on a path. He was doing the will of the Father. And God wants us to ask him. See, this, he's asking the Lord, to teach him 
his paths. Look at verse 5. Lead me in thy truth and what? Teach me. Teach me, Lord, to, and what is this? Teach me the truth. Look at verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he will teach sinners in the way. God is teaching sinners about his way, and we will follow it. And what do you do? You're asking the Lord to teach you. Let's just look at more. Look at verse 9. It says, the meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. So you have his path, but his way. You know, you ever talked about, boy, I just don't, I really like the way of so-and-so, or the way a certain person does a certain thing. You know, sadly, it's usually the opposite. I really don't like the way they do that. <laughs> but the Lord will teach you his way if you will continue to ask. And then in verse 12, what, it, what man is he that feareth the Lord? He shall teach. Uh, him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Good morning. Good morning. So it's guiding in the paths, in the truth, teaching sinners in the way, and you'll know it. You know, teach to, is to, we have some teachers in here, a couple of music teachers and some others. You are imparting knowledge to someone else. You know, I know it takes two to two. You got to have a good teacher and you have to have a good student. You can have a great teacher and if you don't have a good student, they're not going to learn it. The, the, the knowledge will not be imparted over and passed on to them. They come together Great things happen. That's, we know God is a great teacher. We know the Lord is a wonderful teacher. And he will impart his ways, his truth, his path, and his knowledge unto us if we will learn. You know, to impart, to take from one and pass it on to another. Actually, to point the finger with direction and intention with accuracy and effectiveness. That's why the teacher's supposed to point it a lot. No, I mean, it, there, there's something to the actual pointing. Why? The pointing brings accuracy. It's like shooting at a target. You don't just pull up a gun and fire. You have to get the, the scope out and get them in, the, in your scope. You know, the teaching means to flow like water until it reaches the place that it's supposed to be. You pour out, you know, water always finds the low level where it's going to rest. And that's what we try to do when we teach something. You are imparting one to where it'll settle in and sink in right where it needs to go. Teaching and being taught. So one of the areas we must be taught, and there's so many areas, we're just going to talk about one thing today. Appealing to God in His dealings with us and asking God for the right thing and to be a person to Him. You know, he, he, he made your personality. He made you. You are a soul. He made you. Now, aren't you going to be toward him what he made you to be? Things to ask God to remember. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. What am I going to ask him to remember when he's dealing with me? And get good at it. Become an expert. Now, a couple places in here, he's asking him to forget things. 
All right? You, you want him to remember the right things and to please forget. We know the Lord. He, does, he, he knoweth all things. But let's just look at this because I think it's important to understand how to interact with your God. Be a person to him. Number one, what does it say? Let's just look here at verse 6. Remember. This is a prayer. Remember, O God, or O Lord, please. What do you want him to remember? Thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses. I've always loved these two phrases. And you need to work with the Lord on this and remind him to constantly remember his tender mercies towards you. Tender mercies. You know what mercies are is compassion on one that is lower than you, one of a much lower state. You are going to have compassion on them. Best example is a mother with her child. She's going to be, if she's a good mother, she's going to be tender toward them. She has natural affection. She's going to treat them in a way no other person on earth is going to treat them. And there's a tenderness to it. And she's going to, be, she's going to tend to have, be more merciful than anybody else would be. Right? What's interesting is, except for God, the Lord God who knoweth us all, what's he going to do? He's going to have tender mercies toward us. And you need to ask him for this. And remember it when dealing with you, when he thinks about you, I'm going to have mercy. Now, tender mercies, you know what? The best way to describe this, in my opinion, is you're not getting what you truly deserve, which is judgment, which is correction, which is a reaping, which is your just due. You're asking God to have mercy, tender mercies. Lord, he says, remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies on me. And what he's saying is, the mercies that you'll have on me, I'll bypass the judgment. I will bypass the friction of being dealt with in a negative sense. So mercy is God not giving you the negative that you truly deserve. He's having mercy on you. I find myself praying this all the time. Have mercy on me, Lord, please. Mercy. Have mercy. But it's more than that. You're asking him to remember to do it. Remember it. When he, hears you, when he thinks of you, when he hears your name, and he just considers you, he ought to have this natural attitude. I'm going to be merciful to them. And why? They're smart enough to ask me. And they're wise enough to remind me to keep the tender mercies coming. You know, tender, soft, pliable. It's not abrasive and hard. It's very tender and pliable. And it's a good feeling thing. Remember, oh Lord, remember your tender mercies. Now, what does he say also in verse 6? And then also remember thy loving kindnesses. Interesting in the Bible, the tender mercies of the Lord usually tend to come in the morning. So the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They're new, what? 
every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The tender mercies tend to come in the morning. And then the loving kindness is in the evening. When he looks at you. And so let's talk about loving kindness now. Because the psalmist said, David, he said, Lord, remember thy tender mercies and then thy loving kindnesses toward me. What is this? It's obviously based on love because it says loving kindness to it. You know what it is? To make it simple, it's an, an apt to give you what you don't deserve. Didn't we just say in mercies, God doesn't give you what you really deserve? But in kindness, He gives you what you don't deserve, which is all the good things and the benefits that the Lord gives to us. It all comes from the love of His heart, but the kindness of Him giving it out, it's things you're not worthy of. He's going to give them to you. We don't deserve to have peace in this world. Not a person I ever knew deserved it. But if you'll ask for it and have ask the Lord to remember, He'll grant it. He'll grant it. These are things you really don't deserve. Peace, grace, happiness, knowledge, wisdom. We don't deserve health. But God will give it to you if you will remind Him He said, remember, Lord, to do this. Keep it always in thy memory. So what do we have? Mercies. That's the absence of the negative from God. The negative aspect of it, the correction, the chastisement, the scolding, the putting you in your place, the humbling, because you won't humble yourself. God will have mercy. So mercy is the absence of the negative from God, and kindness, on the other hand, is the presence of the positive. You're getting some. I think it's amazing, because think about it this way. I've already said it, but I'm going to stress it one more time. Not only are you not getting what you really deserve, you're getting what you don't deserve. So not only are you not getting the negative and the evil that ought to happen to you, you are getting the blessing and the good that you ought not happen to you. Knowing what, you know, the only one that knows us better than ourselves is God. He knows us very well. These are things that are vital to ask him to remember when dealing with you. It wouldn't be, it'd be a great idea to memorize verse 6 and regularly tell him, remember me, O Lord, According what? Remember thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses on thee. It's so amazing because he says, for they've ever been of old. You've always been this way. And what he's saying is, please keep being this way to me. Lord, please don't stop being this way to me. Keep reminding. You know what? According to verse 13, your soul will dwell at ease. If you'll do this, your soul will dwell at ease. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. Look at verse 7. Now he's going to say something else about reminding God memory. Verse 7, remember not the sins of my youth, 
nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. So what is he saying? Please. Here's something he asked him not to remember. Lord, remember not the sins of my youth. Boy, do you ever ask God that? I'm finding myself doing that all the time. Please don't remember what I was when I was a punk teenager. Please. Please don't remember. Forget my past mistakes. My past rebellions. Have mercy. These are great requests to keep before the Lord. You know, he's basically saying, Lord, please be not mindful of the bad things that I did with my life when I these are the things you regret. These are the times when you upset the Lord from your behavior. These are the times when you rebelled against authority, like young people do. For some reason, young people go through a phase where they think they have to do it or they're just not fitting the mold. When you explored sin in the world, Lord, please don't remember those days. Pass them on. Don't remember this when I sought things other than the Lord. And what he's basically asking once again, remember when you're dealing with me, Father, remember to forget the negatives of my life. Please don't bring up past negatives in my life. And then in verse 7, the end of this verse, he says, first of all, he says, remember and then he says, remember, not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions, according to thy mercy. What does he want him to remember, though? Remember me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Thy goodness sake. This is what you want him to remember you from, his goodness. So you're appealing to the Lord to remember the good things about you. Oh, Lord, please forget all that. What was wrong with me back then? What was wrong with me yesterday? Please don't remember that, Father. But boy, I need you to remember the things that are good. There are a couple of good things about me. <laughs> yeah, there's one guy, there's one king, old wicked king in the Bible. He had a son. God said, there are a couple of good things about that boy toward me. But the rest of you, I can't find anything good in you. Oh, that's terrible. But you say, Lord, please remember these good, you're a... What we're learning is to appeal to God. You know what made David the man after God's own heart? What made David so great? He knew how to appeal to the heart of God. He knew how to get God to act and work in his behalf better than anybody probably who's ever lived. And he wrote it all down for us so we could learn from him. When you're praying, okay, Lord, please don't remember when I blew it, when I failed, when I rebelled, when I was stiff-necked, self-willed, and proud. Please don't remember that. Remember those times when I did obey. Please remember those times when I did do right, when I feared your name, when I sought to serve you. When I really tried and wanted, remember the, and what did he say? For thy goodness sake. Remember this, for thy goodness sake. It's his goodness anyway, it's not ours. 
any, we know any good thing we ever did or if there was ever any good in us, it, became, it was because of him. So David says, and he asks the Lord, when you remember me, Lord, and you think of me, be mindful to remember the good, not the bad. You know, this whole stuff about my good outweighs my bad anyway, I don't know if that's true for anybody. Just don't remember the bad, Lord. <laughs> and what are we asking? Learn to appeal to him. Let's turn over to Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was an amazing man. And, and one, of, one of the things he was really good at is appealing to the Lord on some interesting things. that I, I think sometimes we fail to do this. And one of the reasons we fail to do this is we don't, think we deserve it and I know we don't but you've already prayed Lord according to thy tender mercies you're so tender towards me you're always so good to me please be merciful to me and you've already asked him for his loving kindnesses to be bestowed and abundantly bestowed upon you and you've asked him not to remember the sins of your youth but to remember the good. Now let's look here in Nehemiah chapter 13. These are direct quotes that Nehemiah made toward the Lord. We're in, the chap we're in chapter 13 towards the end of the book. And in verse 14, so he's doing all these things. He's doing amazing things. Right here he's cleaning out the house of God. He's, making, he's purifying some things. There's some defilement that has taken place. And he's cleaning up house. Basically, he is cleaning house. And when he's all said and done, look what he says in verse 14. Remember me, oh my God, concerning this, and wipe not out my good deeds that I've done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. Communication with the Lord is of utmost importance. God sees the good you do, but he, you need to remind him of it. Remember me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindnesses, remember me. And then look at verse 22. He says, and I commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves, because they were the Levites weren't living up to what a Levite ought to be doing, and that they should come and keep the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. Boy, the Lord and the Sabbath. He means business. What does he say? Remember me, oh my God, concerning this also. And spare me according to the greatness of thy mercy. Now I'm not telling you, I'm not saying we need to learn how to bargain with the Lord. But I believe if you learn to live this way, you're much more apt to get mercy from God than somebody who won't. Why? You take it serious. Your communication and your life with God is so important that you will keep an interaction of always remembering, asking Him to remember something you know He already remembers anyways, but He wants you to ask. His care for the Levites, and then look at verse 31, we could actually go back to 30. He says, thus 
cleansed I them from all strangers and appointed the wards of the priests and the Levites and everyone in his business. And for the wood offering at times appointed and for the first fruits, remember me, O oh my God. How? For good. For good. Remember me for good, Lord. Not the evil. For good. For your goodness sake. Uh, you say, that's selfish. Well, hey, how about this one? When you, when you say, Lord, when you're handing out the blessings, which God does, remember me. Remember me, Lord, here I am. I know I don't deserve it, but please remember me when you're handing out the blessings of life. And when you're considering your people and, and reflecting on your people, don't forget me. I'm one of your own. I need your mercy. I need your kindness. I need those good things. I need my sins rid and forget, forgotten. Don't, I need the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Basically, how do you appeal to God? You know, so you, say, you, can, do, you can take this today. You can forget everything I'm saying. Or... You can, go, you can go out and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep a constant dialogue of communication with my God, asking him to remember. Think about in the Bible the people he remembered. You could actually go back and, and study that phrase, God remembered so-and-so. Every time something really good happened as a result of it. Because they held on. And they didn't quit. And I say this, don't expect to get it if you don't ask. You have not because you ask not. That's what Jesus even said. Ask and it shall be given. If you want it and it means that much to you, appeal to the heart of God. Now, well, we have just a few more minutes, but let's look at some other points about this. Go back to Psalm chapter 25. Psalm 25. Things David asked of the Lord when dealing with him. And you think about how amazing the Bible is. This is just one chapter, one small chapter out of the Bible. But it's full of amazing truths that if you'll catch hold to it, it could change your life. And I'm asking you to do it for your sake. And the Lord will love you for it. All right, so we're here in chapter 25. So he'd already said, you know, we, we just mentioned all the points, the verses in here about teaching and how God will teach uh, the paths of the mercy and truth. And then in verse 11, he says, For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. Now, pardon is an interesting word. Pardon mine iniquity, for thy name's sake. Did you know the word pardon is only in the Old Testament? It's not a New Testament doctrine. Because pardon is interesting. Pardon means to spare me. Bypass and just spare me. I'm totally guilty, but please just give me a pardon. We don't do that under Christ. We're not pardoned under Christ. We're justified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says we are just. If you're saved, you're just. Through the blood of Christ. But the principle's still there. And what is amazing is it goes with mercy once again. Please don't give me what I really deserve. Pardon my iniquity. Spare me, Lord. You ever told anybody, would you just spare me on this one? 
I'm guilty. Spare me. Pardon me. We always say, use that term. Hey, pardon me. Yeah, what that really means is, is pardon me. I'm about to cut you off. I'm about to get in your way. I'm about to reach over you to get the potatoes because you're not passing them down. Pardon me. But hey, pardon me, Lord, according to thy mercies. It says your soul will dwell at ease. Look at verse 15. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord. For he shall pluck my feet out of the net. He says, I'm going to keep my eyes on thee all the time. I'm going to ever look to thee because I want your eyes of mercy on me. Most of this, uh, book, this uh, chapter is predicated on the mercies of God. Now here's, because of time, I want to say a couple more things because it, it's important. Look at verse 17. He says, the troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring, me, bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. This is, you know what he's asking God to do? And I, I thought about this a lot. He's saying, Lord, please see my problems as big as I see them. Because God, he knows the answer. God is the answer. He knows the future. He knows they're not near as big as we think they are. But he, he's asking him, my heart's enlarged. My troubles are enlarged. My, I'm, I'm under major distress. Father, please come down and see it my way so you can help me through this because I'm hurting. It's easy to say, you know the future. I'll wait on thee. And we will. But he, this is an amazing request. Come down here and see it, Lord, exactly as I see it. See the anguish of my heart and the pain, it even says, and bring me out of my distresses. Well, this is vital. And honestly, here's your interaction. Father, will you please see this my way and then teach me to see it your way? How amazing you could float through these problems if you had God right there with you seeing it the way you do and then you know the truth of the matter because God knoweth all things and you see it God's way. And so when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Get me above my problems, Lord, so I can see right. But will you please come down here and see it like I do? Because I'm stuck. It's vital in learning to interact with God. This, this constant interaction with your Lord and becoming good at it, appealing to the heart of God. Verse 20, he says, Oh, keep my soul and deliver me and let me not be ashamed for I put my trust in thee and let integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait on thee. And, and basically he's saying in a nutshell, keep my soul fully in the way and not get ensnared. In other words, deliver me from evil. Leave me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. These are all requests that God wants to do for us, but we have to ask Him. So, so much could be said, but let's consider one last point, then we'll take prayer requests. Look at verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. And he will show them his covenant. The secret 
of the Lord. What is the secret? Yeah, it's interesting. God will never show this to anybody that doesn't fear him, ever. Can't. They can't see it. They do not enter into his secret. But when you fear the Lord, it's the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom. You opened up a door of entering in to where what? You have this understanding and he's going to show you what? His covenant with you. It's a covenant between you and him. Based on fear, you're afraid of God. Based on knowledge, you know who he is. Based on intimacy, you've been, saying, you've been doing all this. Constantly begging God to remember you in a wise, in a good way. So the covenant is revealed to those who will do this. How many times have you know God delivered you out of the snare? And you knew He did, and you acknowledged it. You knew the secret of the Lord. It's very open to you, very secret to many, very, very secret. So it's a covenant relationship with your God to where you are His people. He is your God. He's a personal, involved God with us. And so I, 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 uh, I just want to appeal to you. Learn to appeal to Him. He's asking you. He's teaching us how to do this. Right? He's teaching us the way. Remember all about tell, asking God to remember all of these great things. Your soul will dwell with these if you do so. Amen. All right. Um, remember this the best that you can and go out and implement it and see what God does. That's what I'll say about that. Try it. I need to learn to be better at it. This is, there's a, you can have as much of this as you choose to have.